<laughs> Welcome to Mild Sauce Live. Uh, we're back again on a Sunday night. It feels like a Saturday. Uh, most people got tomorrow off uh, for Martin Luther King Day. So uh, we decided to get another show in real quick. I'm joined tonight on only Stretch, BLR Design. What up, what up? How you doing? How you Say doing? hello to the world of... Hello world. The Twitterverse. The Twitterverse. What's going that shit, on? That's a weird word. I don't know why people... That's like one of those things bloggers made up and they had to write about Twitter at some yeah. point. The new word combos are very interesting. We need a new dictionary. Oh, they keep adding it, though. <laughs> well, Merriam-Webster keeps up with that uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the hell we're going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, uh, Miles House Live, uh, we take a few minutes out of your day once a week, twice a week, a few times whenever people stop by the house uh, to talk about different creatives in the city. My man has been uh, downstairs doing his thing uh, right nearby. <laughs> My house isn't totally uh, staying with us today for the studio vibes, <laughs> but it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, no, you've been downstairs. Uh, you've had the shop for now for, man, what has it been? Over it's been a year uh, and a half? a year and a couple months, almost two years. I was going to say, yeah, it seems like that time's really flown by since you yeah, opened the place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been crafting away for some years now. Uh, Literally, you guys can catch him uh, in the window off of uh, Halstead. Seventeen forty-five at, at the workshop. South Halstead, right at the corner, Eighteenth uh, on Halstead. Can't miss me. Got a big window in front. I often work in front of the window. Um, but yeah, it's a retail space. Have retail. Have work. Um, also live in the space. Uh, in the back. People are trying to find you at yeah. any time. You know, I'm always there. I like to tell people, you know, you can just give me a call. Usually I'm I'm there, but officially we're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that's what's that. up. But yeah. <clears throat> and uh, tell me a little bit about like how you got started. Because the fashion game, especially what you're making, for those that don't know, you're making a lot of pants. Yeah. A lot of the hand sewn things, right? Um, um, so not hand sewn. I might. Correct me if I use the wrong verbiage. No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to put you in the wrong space, but yeah, it's nah. a lot of hand, hands-on work. It's that a lot you're of hands-on yeah. work. Uh, my whole thing has been, or what I guess might have made me kind of popular around the way is the fact that I'm, you know, creating denim from scratch. Right. In That's the what shop. I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it's like one story. You know, it's not a team of people. Uh, Sometimes my mother helps me, um, but um, it's primarily me um, cutting and sewing, um, cutting the patterns, cutting the fabric, and sewing the product. Uh, I've just recently introduced um, some things that are uh, more graphic design projects. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you know, printed material and stuff like that on uh, wholesale garments. But... um, the main kind of thing that I sell is like um, one-off kind of custom jeans. Right. So how do you build like a market for that? I mean, um, over the years, I, I've been real be. lucky. Like I worked at um, boutiques and amongst uh, really creative people that have always been immersed in kind of the culture. Mm-hmm. And what are so, some examples of that? Uh, <clears throat> Give me some examples. <laughs> and I worked at Leaders, um, so I'm a part of that family. 
I was going to say, I thought, I remember when you came on with Great A Living, you were talking about this. Yeah, today. yeah. And uh, so you, when were you working with Corey and all them up there? Um, So that was um, when I was in college. It was like right before I graduated college or um, when I was going to Columbia. So what was that? That was 2000. wasn't that long ago. Nah, it's like from <laughs> 2006 to like almost 20, 2010. 2010 or something? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. That's when I kind of like bumped in. years ago or something. No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. Um, a lot has happened, though. I feel you. You know what? Yeah. I can't believe these last five years just went this fast. Nah, People I mean, have been bringing up five years ago, which apparently was 2014. I mean, so much happens. You know, the, the last hour was a lot. You know what I mean? That's very real, especially in these times that we're <laughs> like, living right now. Constantly <laughs> something going on that's like Shit, kinda... yeah, the, the last week has been a lot yeah. uh, from all the stuff that's been happening around the city. But I know I feel you. Uh, but so you're working with them. I mean, uh, Corey at Leaders and all the guys at Leaders, Diego and everybody that's come and gone since, um, you know, always been kind of a catalyst for like young entrepreneurs in the city. What were you kind of what were stuff you kind of took from that and from other places that you might have been bouncing around in between? No, nah, I mean, I kind of learned my way in kind of like the whole streetwear environment from being around those guys. I I was always into like, excuse me, art and design. And like I said, I was I was going to school for design. So sure. was, that was a part of me before I even met them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just understanding, um, just like the retail side of like how to sell or how to like turn those ideas into yeah, something you, you could know, sell kind of yeah you know did you see like that? that my bad i mean did you see that shit that uh there's this new show that killer mike just put out called I, no, trigger I, warning i, I think saw it's the preview for it but i didn't so like in a wholly different way, like this doesn't totally like line up. But he did like he like I was like, wait, did he bring this together? No, no, he was talking. It's kind of in the same way, like uh, like just uh, people along the way, like opening your eyes to like new ways of doing something, like new mm. like avenues of it. And uh, he was talking about uh, Hell's Angels, how Hell's Angels like copyright their logo and like they could sue like movies and TV and stuff like that that use their logo. Okay, uh, but that never been the case for like. Uh, black gangs, Crips and the Bloods, who he used specifically. So then he went out and met, like, hung out with Crips and Bloods that he knew from Atlanta, okay. and then he made Cripocola, I think he called it, uh-huh. Cripocola and Blood Pop, uh-huh. and it's real soda that he got them copy the copyright for. Oh wow! And now they're actually selling that around, and I just they like the, it was a really cool episode. It was like one of the only episodes of TV I ever watched. And at the end, I was like, that was fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, I literally looked minds. at the screen and was like, holy <laughs> shit, that was a really cool. That was a really cool experiment. He just didn't actually did it in real life, you know. Um, is he selling? I mean, is selling well? Uh, I don't know what the sales numbers are, but yeah. it sounds like he's doing pretty. I good. mean, it's positive though. It's a super positive. Yeah, it's yeah. a way for like both the Bloods and the Crips, I guess, to come together and make money. Mm-hmm. That's totally positive and uh, legal. More, more importantly, and uh, so I, I say all that to say it is important for people to like see the like different avenues or different things that might not be yeah. in front of them. You know, uh, I've I seen Corey take people who like were hanging out at the yeah. store all the time, drawing, just and, creatives, like, like uh, young guys. To, yeah. He takes. He would take young guys that obviously were creative and they just didn't have an outlet and gave them yeah, an outlet. Right, yeah, and they just didn't know what it was. You know, 
gave us a, a place to get those ideas out and make some money and learn, you know, how to build, how to, how to build with the community, how to build with your friends and, and, you know, put stuff out into the world. It's like that do it yourself culture was like kind of early yeah. back then. So yeah, there yeah, wasn't definitely. too many places where you could have that experience in Chicago. Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, even not even in Chicago, but the world right now, it's kind of like there used to be these places and these these uh, you know these spots and these people. I think uh, especially around the time like you you said you were coming out of college and I was making my entrance trying to do what I was doing about the same time. So uh, I remember like you know you had to be at this certain thing, you had to be at that certain place, you know, for these like uh, to meet the right person. They're like not even like on like a networking thing. More so, it was just like it was a, the thing to do if you wanted to exist in that world. Yeah. Do you feel as though <laughs> with the, in, the internet being what it is now? I mean, it was around course then but i think it's just exploded in the last few years into this new thing where i mean you have you know well it, full careers being on back the then you had to be like an early adopter sure to kind of yeah navigate it well mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of what i'm getting at right but now now it's kind of, it's kind of like yeah. you don't have to be an early you could be joe schmo and you know figure out how to do your thing on the internet right. now so it's definitely a, a new um atmosphere uh, I would say um, stronger in the infrastructure to get to where you want to go, but um, cheapened in, in its its value has been being cheapened. <laughs> you think the value of the art form or the value yeah, like, of like, uh, the hustle to make it? Uh, kind of like what happens with anything that that is overly accessed and overly promoted and overly manipulated and overly exploited. And, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, just, yeah. it's to a point where it's like, I don't know what this is anymore but we're gonna call it what we always been called yeah it. yeah sure you that know makes sense but um do you yeah. feel like fashion is heading that way i feel like, that, like everything has, uh, yeah everything is having that effect mm -hmm. uh if it hasn't it will because of the internet right um like you have but, fast fashion you have bloggers right. you have something for everything right but instagram photography i think we're coming into uh something like where it's we have yeah fast fashion and fast food and fa but we'll have fast bubbles too. Like you kind of see that too. I mean, yeah, with the yeah. amount of people like, you know, if Kanye doesn't say anything for a week or two, people almost kind of forget yeah. forget about him a little. Well, he might you, be a weird if, example, if, but if anything isn't repeated a couple of times over a span of a week, you will forget about it in the moment after it happens nowadays. Because, like I said, it's everything's compounded the moment after it happens if if it's not retweeted or repromoted it'll just be covered up with everything else that's being retweeted and right there's always something to like kind of patch it over right but the unfortunate part is there's okay so something extremely significant maybe something that had, ne had never happened um ever on the planet could mm -hmm. be overlooked to um uh, some um, popular fight in some neighborhood, right? Mm 
Right. Yeah. Like, uh, right. Our like we, we could have like <laughs> solved some crazy thing. Yeah. Right. right. And right. then you wouldn't have heard about it because this fight that happened. That was on world star or some shit. World, you got yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just covered it up completely. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, nowadays in order to navigate well you just kind of gotta kind of like gather your sources and keep tabs mm -hmm. you gotta be really good at it well you're kind of <clears throat> you were talking about not being on twitter that much and trying to stay off like we were just doing a little catch up on the last of the news from the last week just to keep stretching the and no <laughs> <laughs> but no for real i mean I, not, I i'm envious of that though uh is it is it something you consciously do, especially creatively, right? I think no, people I, don't look at how much internet interrupts creativity. It's something I had to do. I was dealing with like uh, anxiety and depression from um, the onslaught of keeping up with that and, and being confused within it. That's super real. Or like like where you're a, supposed to be. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I have a very unique type of life i think mm -hmm. um because i am my work is so close to the fun that i have sure the things that i have to do within a workspace and the things that i have to do in within a day-to-day -day life sometimes get intertwined and contorted right yeah and so when certain things happen within the industry that i work in it has some strange effect in my actual personal life mm -hmm. and so navigating that is sometimes very difficult <laughs> you just mean like the personality side of it yeah, the, like, all of it yeah. shit like yeah i know it is it's, it's, it's a small like, city at the end of the day this shit is you know yeah it gets gets very weird um but you know you over time you get a handle on it what would be advice hopefully, you would like hopefully. give somebody younger that's like trying to do the same thing uh, navigating those roads shit tap out <laughs> get the fuck out like unplug. Yeah. Walk around a park. Go on a trip. Forget your phone on purpose when you go to the grocery store. Or like not give a fuck about something that just happened. Mm -hmm. Just like tune it out. It doesn't matter. Right. No, that's you know, I think it's like it's not like I I didn't know going into all of this that those types of things didn't matter. It's just, like I said, when you're immersed and when you have to work within it, you can kind of forget the edges. No, it's so real. <laughs> you it's know like, what I'm saying? No, it's so real. I think <clears throat> the thing I brought up is like how it can interrupt your, uh, like your creativity. Yeah. Because like for me, like uh, I noticed that when I read a lot of like short, shitty stories, I write like a short, shitty writer. Like, you know, <laughs> not on purpose, but yeah, I'll start using words that aren't familiar to me, and I'll notice that. So, like, I've made a point to, but you don't, you don't realize how often, uh, like, when I think back to when I was a kid, like, we were kids, whatever, mm -hmm. right? Like, how many times did you read a story? You know what I mean? How many times, like, we are, re the thing is, we are reading. It's a weird part of the whole thing is we are, they've done studies, like, we are reading more than we've ever read, mm -hmm. but it's shorter, it's shorter, choppier, less, less decisive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when I was a kid, like, when I ate breakfast in the morning, I might read the newspaper a little bit and a couple of stories. And I go to school and it was just, you lived life between then and, you know what I mean? There wasn't anything else. There wasn't any distraction. It was just like, now there's like off your phone, you got a million, 10, 10 million thousand things to do. 
Well, yeah. Uh, between that time of like waking up and getting to school, or doing whatever you're doing, it's kind of crazy when you start breaking it down to like the realities of prior. Well, life. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, reading is I think important. I think we are reading more because of. Yeah, no, I was actually saying we read, but it's like it's not quality anymore. Right? No, no, I'm getting it. I'm gonna get to that. (laughs) So, like, okay, I think that it's not even the point of reading might not even be to. It's like okay, well, I'm the guy that that reads really long, long sentences, right? And then you're the guy that reads short sentences. Who's to say that we're not both gaining the experience that we need from our process? So what I'm, I guess I would say it's like, again, you have to. It's like freedom, but within that freedom, there's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's like with great power comes great responsibility. You have all this like power. I'm not saying that all these like new gadgets and like the way the world works isn't powerful. We live in a very powerful age. I think it's just like we have to be more responsible and accountable for what we're doing with these powerful tools. I agree because my thing, I, I totally agree with that because I was having a conversation with somebody recently and it, it was it got down to the point of like, it's like being in a, like a Porsche. Like a Porsche can do what, like two hundred miles an hour or something like that. Uh, not all of them, but they're, I mean, they're very the, fast. The, the, the speedometer goes that high, right? <laughs> yeah, or yeah. some shit. Maybe that's what it was. Right, the speedometer right. goes that high. Right. So like, but it's like you never go two hundred miles an hour in that car because right. you're not meant to go two hundred miles in that car, whatever the amount is. Um, and they said that to say like same thing with this. Like we can send the five thousand emails and look at ten things at once and all these screens in front of us and stuff. But like the point is like, should you? Like, yeah. are you supposed to? Like, just because you can go 100 miles an hour, should you go 100 miles an hour all the time? Right. Like, no, maybe 50 is, like, the cruising speed you should be at. Or application, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, things get out of whack when they're applied to uh, things that they shouldn't. No, so, sure, sure. So, like, you use the Porsche as an example. It was like, okay, that's like getting into, like, okay, well... You, would you drive a Porsche to a grocery store or something? Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, the the car was not designed to do that. Right. But it can. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know. just because you can do it. Yeah, should you do should, it. Yeah. should you do it, right? And it's like, that kind of, it goes both ways, though. It's like, you know, the people writing the articles, you saw that shit with BuzzFeed that just happened mm. with the president where they called the president out on some stuff that wasn't true. Um and Mueller came out and discredited, but it was like, you know, these guys are writing the stories too fast. So that the stories aren't as good and the people reading it are reading it too fast. Right. And it's like this like feedback loop that kind of goes all the way around. Um, well, it's the, it's the kind of like um, everything is, is being bottlenecked into like its simplest form right. for consumption. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we got to collect data and analytics and shit. <laughs> we, we have to. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I mean that's what everybody's working for, so that's what we're right. seeing. We're seeing like this half-assed, like cheap-ass shit being promoted and pushed because we have you know timelines, right? That and, you can actually um, see it physically and stuff. You know, things we have deadlines to meet. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about <laughs> deadlines. You got self-imposed deadlines. Uh, yeah. Uh, how did you get from uh, being on other people's deadlines to your own? What do you mean? Uh, oh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a segue. Uh, yeah, no, no, that was a great. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to. No, I was trying to say, like, how long did it take you, or how did you get to the point of uh, 
not you know not working for somebody else because uh, right now you, this is what you do right right, right. so okay after working with um, leaders for a while uh, I had decided to part ways and like start my own kind of design company is what I was calling it at the mm-hmm. time uh, I was doing freelance graphic design uh, freelance product design um, freelance photography um, and then I had some clothing items, promotional items that I was selling um, along with that as a, 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 a like a whole thing. It was called BLR Design. So that's, of course, what I am today. Right, right. <clears throat> it's just more people know me from the jeans now. Mm-hmm. But I still do, like, local design. I still do photography. I do a lot of car photography. Um, I'm oh. super into cars and shit. So, uh yeah, I do that, um, um, product design, do, uh, what was that, graphic illustration, mixed media art. But, like, was there a point where you kind of, like, all that kind of coalesced to, like, create a career for you? Or was it always kind of, like... Yeah, no, I mean... Because I know how that is. Like, you get to that point where it's, like, first it's that point of, all right... I can get the rent paid, right? And it's like the rent's getting paid, obviously. And then you get <laughs> nah. to that point where it's like rent's getting paid plus a little more. Well, at least for me, like when I was freelancing and stuff, like I had it too, where it was like yeah. every couple months you kind of get a little a little further with it to the point where you could just be doing that full time. Um, I got pushed into it too. I had to I had to freelance for years just about like that was all I did. So I kind of feel you, but what no, was no. your like making it story? So here's the thing. When I was in college, I first went to school for um, car design. Like, I wanted to be a car Yeah, I remember you talking a lot about yeah. that last time. Yeah. So, I did, like, the first two years, it was intense in, in that direction, and now I switched to graphic design. When I finished in graphic design, when I finished, that was right at the same time the market had crashed. Right. So, there weren't no jobs That's when, exactly I, when what I came I was into, out of yeah. school. Yeah. So, I had to immediately, I had to round up all of my talents, everything that I learned in school, mm-hmm. and turn that into some jobs. So, is that what you were doing right after school? Yeah. Okay, that, so I'll That's kind of yeah. like what... Yeah. Right before I graduated, I got the um, the design job um, working with leaders. Got right? it. And so while I was in those last like what a year and a half that I had at Columbia, I had spent, but I was working with them. Mm-hmm. So you um, already had like a foot in the door in the industry. Right. You wanted to get. I get it. Right. Get and it. It, and at that time, that's kind of like the world that I was. I, I guess I was most uh, enamored by like I was. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it was fun like, though. Like, just being at leaders was like a whole was thing. Just shit, right? Yeah. So like, I, I was at the top of the world at that time. You know, you couldn't tell me anything. Right. So, <laughs> uh, but doing so, like I said, shortly after that market crash, things got a little rough. Yeah. You know, I had to figure things out. Paint. I wasn't making as much money as it was. So it was like, yeah, I had to turn up, taking jobs for photography and I had to turn up taking more freelance jobs for graphic design, mm-hmm. logos and stuff like that. And I had to, you know, move around. Um, but upon doing so, I had always added something that, that I did on the freelance side to the company that, that I'm doing now. So I've always offered all of this stuff, but it all came about from just having to have more than one talent to get by. No, I totally feel, yeah. I mean, I think that's <clears throat> not only unique to, like, our 
mini generation if you're like between i don't know like 25 and 35 right now probably yeah you got to be kind of it was kind of that it was necessitated yeah. right yeah i um, think right before my generation is when um what am i trying to say oh no that might not be true i'll take that back <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, you, know, I mean, you gotta be a, careful these days. I feel you. I mean, <laughs> no, but it is like a, it is like a, a very true thing. Especially, I think in Chicago. I mean, I always credit being here through that time because I was, like, building websites and managing people or doing random shit all the time. So yeah. I was always running around myself, and it was like, if I had been in Chicago, I don't know I could have done it because it was just like the the confluence of like the amount of creative people that were really hustling out here at that time. People like, you know, Leaders and Juggernaut and Corey and all, Manny, all the guys that have really been great. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, just like the uh, the ability to live. I mean, like the cost of living compared to like trying to hustle in New York or L.A. at that time, I think really lent yeah, itself no, to uh, building something here. Yeah, ridiculous. I couldn't even do what I'm doing right now in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, never. Yeah. I can't really say that because I haven't well, maybe not now. tested. Maybe that, now, I mean, yeah. But, but <laughs> I'm just saying number-wise... It's an entirely. It's just a different lifestyle, yeah. Like here, you could have like a comfortable lifestyle and still be hustling. Like yeah, there, like your yeah. foot to mouth with it. But um, but yeah, no. I mean, congratulations on. Do you feel as though the things have changed at all for you since you opened the space? Like, has it given more people like eyes to what you're doing? Is it like, uh, most definitely? Yeah, I think uh, I got that space to be more a part of like the Chicago community. Um, because prior to this spot. I was living uh, in the south suburbs, and so I was commuting a lot to the city, like damn near every day. Yeah, yeah. To make things happen, um, and right when the jeans started to gain some popularity, um, like that was the immediate problem being so far away from the city so because yeah you constantly have to go back and forth right and i'm already making a product so i mean a lot of people i don't think really put together that i was driving back and forth to chicago 30 35 to 45 minutes at a time every day to deliver some of these jeans or it's just like it's like i'm the guy that cut the gene i sold the gene i created i the gene out of thin air i appeased every um request and cut i finished the garment record-breaking time then i drove it to you but then it's like i might have been like i don't know 30 minutes late or something yeah. in traffic and then like that might be a problem oh god yeah there's something, yeah. Like yeah, there's you know always something. yeah I think, you know, over time, you just, uh, nobody gives you shit. You got to roll with all the punches. Um, nothing's easy. And uh, over time, you just get better at it. You know? And that's what's up. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> all you can say about that. Um, we're, we're running a little long, but uh, it's been it's been fun as fuck. Um, yeah. Nice. Tell me, and all the people. Uh, where we can find like all of your stuff outside of 1745 is that what you are? uh 1745 south hostage street um brick and mortar yes yes uh <laughs> do, Pete, do you have to have like a i've only like been there because i walked through with mars and stuff but is it like a storefront too 
people walk in and out? Yes. Or is it more yes. of a workshop? It's uh it's both. People can come in? Yeah. All right, cool. Definitely. See I, yeah. my bad. I'd I'd be breezing by with my laundry instead of <laughs> No, no. People people could definitely come in. Like I said, I'm I'm usually there working in right. front of the the uh window. Um so on the days that it's not officially open, like I said, officially on the window, it does say we're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But I am usually there every day working. Stop so by, if you, wave if through you the window. See me in the window and you wave and I ignore you. I'm like super busy. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, I won't. And I'll be very happy to see you. That's a good system. <laughs> uh, and then, website for everything? BLRdesign.us. Uh, .us. And you can find everything that I do from that link. Grab some jeans. Grab some jeans. You can some photos. Like, check out some photos of nice cars. You can um, check out my blog that I sometimes update. All sorts of stuff. Uh, but yes, the the clothing is updated pretty much every month. Um, I have um, new product from hats to graphic t-shirts to photo tees to graphic hoodies to jeans, um, one-off pieces All of clothing. All one-man shop, too. Yeah. It's all me. That's so. fucking impressive, man. Keep that up. Just here to inspire, <laughs> you know, keep the keep the good vibes going in Chicago, good creative vibes. I've always been around helping creatives here, and I'll hopefully I'll be for years to come. We so. hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, hopefully we'll get you back soon. We got to get a show going for you, uh, being right next door and everything. Hey, we gotta, hey, we gotta hey. We'll figure it out. I'm down. It's 2019. We got to add some more I shows to the to lineup. say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dope, man. We'll be back again soon. Mild Sauce Live. Uh, this has been the latest episode. I, I totally fucked that up. Almost repeated myself. Mild Sauce. Mild Sauce Live. Live. <laughs> With the one and only Stretch, BLR Design. Uh, <laughs> that's that wrong? Nah, BLR Design. BLR Design. I be saying the, the wrong, the wrong name for everybody <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so you can't mess with me like that. Uh, but yeah, no, it's been fun. We'll be back again soon. Uh, check back for all the previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all the other places like that, and also on milesauce.co. And uh, yeah. I love the way you shine. Love the way you keep shining.